Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Patriots Report. My name is Christopher Price of the Boston Globe. Today, for the second time this year, we're joined by Jake Fortinsky. Jake is the host of Herd and Ten, a Bills podcast heard here on the Believe Podcast Network. You can find him on Twitter at NFL. Jake, let's start here. The Bills and Patriots split the two contests during the regular season. Now they're going to face each other for the first time in the postseason since 1963. Given their history, is there anything new either one of these teams can show the other on Saturday, or is it just let's line them up and go play? Honestly, I think at this point it's let's line them up because I think that both of these teams are talented. I believe the Bills are the more talented team, but as we know, that doesn't always mean that's the team that's going to win. I think it's also really going to come down to coaching. We know Bill Belichick has found ways to beat the Buffalo Bills. He did it this season. The Bills bounced back the following game and were able to beat the Patriots. But what we can take from this is either team has a legitimate shot to win this game. And we also know it's going to be a particularly cold evening in Buffalo. So that could also have a large impact on what exactly is going to happen in this battle. Watching this Buffalo team from the outside, and I want to get your take on this. It feels like things pivoted for them somewhere around the second half of the Tampa Bay game. That was after the first loss to New England. They were getting blown out at halftime by the Buccaneers, but they showed a lot of fight down the stretch against the defending Super Bowl champions. They almost won that game. That turned out to be their last loss of the regular season. They won the last four down the stretch, including at New England. I want to ask you, at what point did you know, or did you see that maybe things appeared to have turned around for this team and they were headed in the right direction down the stretch and into the playoffs? Absolutely. Two things come to mind. Number one, Josh Allen was clicking. Finally, I think there was that confidence factor. I think when we look at early on in the season, the Bills had a lot of trouble protecting Josh in the pocket, and he was therefore losing some confidence. I think he wasn't believing in what he can accomplish because he wasn't necessarily being given a clean pocket to do so. The second being the Buffalo Bills run game. Now, Josh Allen ignited it when he went to town against the Buccaneers and then the following week against New England, I think what really happened was he got the team going and all of a sudden we saw the run game turn it around. And in the last, I believe, three weeks, Devin Singletary has really turned it on. He's looked like a real proper number one running back. And I don't necessarily place him in the top tier of the NFL but he has proven that he can carry the ball sub 20 times a game and produce some quality plays and also some touchdowns, which he's been getting late in the season. So I think that those two things have led to a new revamped Buffalo Bills squad. Specific to Singletary, what is it that allowed him to have the success that he's had late in the season? How much of it is him maybe and how much of it is the offensive line, how much of it is scheme, how much of it is matchup. Kind of dial it down here for me, because this is, you know, when you bring up an excellent point, and, and I understand Josh Allen's ability to 
make things happen with his legs, but there's a new kind of a, a different look to this running game. And I think it starts with Singletary in a lot of ways. There's a few things that have helped him. I think for one thing, probably him, just like Josh, there was a confidence thing. He wasn't having success earlier on in the season. And I think he was frustrated. And I think you could see it in the way he was running, in his attitude, in his behavior. He wasn't running hard. And now we're seeing him run hard. We're actually seeing him break through contact over and over again. And that's not really been something that he's looked particularly good at for the majority of this season. When he's made contact with the opposing team, he's actually basically gone down. He hasn't been able to gain more yardage, but now we're seeing yards after contact that we were not seeing previously. So I think that that's really probably more of a mental thing for him. And then on top of that, the Buffalo Bills offensive line, it has changed. They have a new guy named Ryan Bates, who I don't think anyone expected to become a starter on this offensive line, but pretty much as soon as he entered the Bills running game, all of a sudden became a threat. Prior to him, there was basically no threat in the run game. And that's really what is changing this Buffalo Bills team because, and I talk about it on on my episode this week as well, which is the offense is very one-dimensional or has been one-dimensional. And we have now added a new dimension, which is a run game that has become quite successful. And I think that also makes it much more difficult for teams to prepare against. We know that a one-dimensional team is not really going to be able to move through the playoffs. Let's look at the New England Patriots. Perfect example. They have a pretty good run game. They did it against the Bills the first time they matched up. They ran incredibly well, and they won the game. But as soon as the Bills figured out how to slow that down, it was very difficult for the Patriots to get the passing game going. So I think really... A successful win in this type of a matchup is going to be a team that is able to successfully run and pass the ball. I don't think one aspect is going to be enough to win this game. One of the fundamental truths of football, especially playoff football, is that an inordinate amount of importance is placed on the shoulders of the quarterback. I understand that. You understand that. That's really that goes without saying. But with that being said here, So much of what the Buffalo offense is about in the air and on the ground comes back to Josh Allen. My question is, can the Bills win this game if Josh Allen, for some reason, plays poorly? I think it's going to be very difficult. I think that the Bills pretty much live and die on Josh Allen. Josh Allen in the last two years has been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I think it's been a shock to a lot of the world. But the fact of the matter is he is a top-tier quarterback, and that is the main reason we are where we are right now. Yes, our defense has looked really stellar, and our run game is finally starting to get going. But without Josh really clicking, without him running on all cylinders, I do think it's going to be very difficult for the Bills to beat the Patriots, particularly because the Patriots are coached so incredibly well. With Bell Bellet, with Bill Belichick running the show, I think it's very difficult to beat them unless you're playing your best. And if Josh Allen isn't playing well, the Bills are not playing their best football. 
Conversely, I don't think the Patriots, at least as presently constituted, are capable of playing from behind. Their strength is running the ball, controlling the clock, winning time of possession, playing physical football. They don't have the sort of quick strike offense capable of wiping out a deficit if they start slowly. I understand good starts are a big point of emphasis every week for every team, but I have to imagine that's something the Bills are especially mindful of coming into this one. Certainly. And look, I've talked about it a few times here, confidence. I think the mental aspect is so crucial, particularly in a divisional game like this. It's not only a playoff game, but these are divisional opponents. These are two teams that have had a lot of bad blood for a lot of years. And I think that that's a big thing. And particularly with the Buffalo Bills being that underdog for the last 20 years, it's going to be so important for them to feel like they're succeeding, to feel like they're winning in a matchup early on. So I do think that when we look at this game, when we really dive deep, what has to happen for the Bills to win and what happened, what has to happen for the Patriots to win? And I think in both circumstances, they both kind of need to lead early on. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Bills have probably a better ability to climb back into a game, But I think that that mental aspect is going to take its toll. And if the Buffalo Bills don't get going early on, I think they're going to struggle. When we look at the Bills over the course of the season, they have not been so good when they've started off slow. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of the games where they were able to win, even when they started off slow, it was against inferior teams. And although the Patriots are not as talented they're a much better team than the Jets or the Dolphins or some of those other really poor teams. So I think when we look at this, the Bills really would need to get a lead early on to not only, of course, put pressure on the Patriots and force them to throw, but also give the Bills that type of confidence they need when we're going down the stretch, when we're going into the third quarter and fourth quarter. Give me a scouting report on the bills right now, if, you know, if, if you're sitting in Foxborough right now and, and you're watching the film, what's the biggest strength and the biggest weakness of this Buffalo team? I, my guess is Buffalo feels best about the level of quarterback play. It's getting out of Josh Allen, at least at this point in the season. I think if you're a Patriots fan, I think if you're in the Patriots front office, I think what you're looking at here is how do we stop Josh from getting out of the pocket? We know that Josh Allen is probably the best quarterback on the run outside of the pocket, making things happen when the play breaks down. If the Patriots can contain him, I think that that's probably their biggest point of emphasis. I think that's the best way for them to beat the Bills. And on the other side of the ball, I think it's really getting that ground game going early on against the Buffalo Bills defense. The Bills defense flourishes and prospers on being able to constantly change their linemen. They have a lot of defensive linemen and they like to keep them fresh. But if you can be successful in the run game early on, you might be able to tire them out and that could potentially open some things up downfield. So I think that that's probably the two things you want to focus on. One being contain Josh Allen and two, really run successfully early on and tire out that Buffalo Bills defensive line. 
If you're Sean McDermott, what's your biggest source of concern coming into this game? Definitely the Patriots run game. I think that's the biggest concern. I think it's the way the Patriots beat the Bills the first time. And I think it's the way they would beat them this time. I don't personally see the Patriots beating us throwing the ball. I don't think Mac Jones is able to put up three, 400 yards to beat us. And realistically, that's what he would have to do to beat the Buffalo Bills, unless there is some serious success on the ground game. I think that that's really where the Bills focused will be and where it should be. I imagine Buffalo also feels pretty good just overall numbers-wise about the state of the defense. I'm going to read you a few stats here, and I'd love to get your reaction to them. According to ESPN Stats and Information, this Saturday will be the first time the top two scoring defenses have met in the wildcard round and only the fourth time in the last 20 postseasons in any round. And, And I'm just looking up these numbers the 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 comparison here is is really extraordinary. We talked about the you know the points allowed per game. Buffalo is first. New England is second. Seventeen point oh to seventeen point eight. Uh, the defensive passing yards allowed per game. Buffalo is first at one sixty three. New England second at one eighty seven. Uh, it, it's just you you can run down the numbers. Rushing yards allowed per game. Buffalo is six at one twenty nine. Uh, the Patriots are eighth at one twenty six. The numbers really, to me, stand out when you're talking about two teams that are just so evenly matched coming into this game. It's insane to hear those numbers. It's true. It's unbelievable. I think you're looking at two very, very similar defenses when it comes to the success, whether it's in the passing game, the running game. It's pretty unbelievable. And, and, you know, it's interesting to hear this is the first time. It is shocking. And they come from the same division. They obviously both have quite defensive-minded head coaches, which I think amounts to a lot of that success. And it's going to be an interesting game, particularly when we look at, and I've already mentioned, the weather. The fact that it's going to be so incredibly cold, this is supposed to be absolutely freezing. Now, I don't think it's supposed to snow, but the cold weather is only going to hurt the pass game, really. And when we look at that, I think that that probably hurts the Buffalo Bills more than it hurts the New England Patriots. Mm -hmm. The Buffalo Bills like to push the ball down the field. The Patriots look for those shorter plays. They look to run the ball. So I do think the weather could have a significant impact, not necessarily just on the game, but also the plays that are called for this game. The way this game is coached is going to be dramatically different depending on how cold it is. One of the things that that continues to stand out for me, Jake, is is just what I what I've taken to calling the Belichick effect coming into this game in, in, between these two teams. Because I know for years and years, and we talked about it earlier in the year, the the Bills, I think, and their fans felt that they had finally been able to put that boogeyman to bed. They were able to kind of get over on Belichick. They were able to win the division, and this was going to be the start of a new era. And then the first game between these two teams. Belichick was able to come up with a game plan that allowed the Patriots to to really pull the surprise victory in Buffalo. And then it kind of swung back in the other direction with the second game this year. One of the things that that people in New England are focused on, really, they're saying right now, look, the Patriots are not playing their best football, but there's still at least a small measure of confidence, because as you mentioned, 
look, Bill Belichick is on the other sideline. You know, Bill Belichick is the guy who's in New England's corner. I, I wonder how Buffalo fans are approaching this one. Is there a level of confidence there? Is there a level of concern, anxiety? What do you think when Bill's fans see Bill Belichick on the opposing sideline? I think we have two things going on in the fan base. I don't think anyone is freaking out or super afraid to play the Patriots, but I do think there are fans and it's pretty much split. There's fans that are very confident that really like this matchup. They believe this is a good matchup for the Buffalo Bills. And then there's the other one who, of course, are looking at the sidelines and seeing Bill Belichick and still have some sort of anxiety towards him and towards the Patriots because they know how much success this franchise has had. I personally fit in the first category. I'm pretty confident about I'm pretty confident about the Buffalo Bills in this scenario, in this situation. I think the Buffalo Bills know the Patriots really well now. I think the Bills are coming off of, like you said, a four-game win streak. The Bills have been on fire at the end of the season. Now, granted, it hasn't been against great opponents, but they're winning games. They're finding ways to win, whether it's Josh Allen throwing the ball, Josh Allen running, Devin Singletary running, the Buffalo Bills defense really shutting teams down offensively. I think that there's so many things to like about this Buffalo Bills team that I think the fans should at the very least have some peace in the fact that the Buffalo Bills are the favorite in this game and they are at home. That should help them. That may just be the difference between winning and losing this particular matchup. We talked about the level of familiarity between these two teams coming into this game. This will be the third time that they've met, only the first time in the postseason since 1963. Is there someone who is capable of still surprising in this one come Saturday night? I I know the last game, everyone thought, well, you know, there's no real chance of someone jumping up and, and putting together a surprise performance. And then we saw Isaiah McKenzie. Give me the name of someone on the Buffalo roster who has a chance to be a surprising impact player on Saturday night in that wildcard game. I think you named one of them, and I'll give you one more name. One being Isaiah McKenzie. I think he's the kind of guy that had that breakout game this season, and in that game, to me, he showed enough that he could be the difference maker in a game like this, in a game where the Patriots are going to be focused on the big names of the Bills. They're going to be focused on Josh Allen. They're going to, of course, be focused on the run game. They're also going to be focused on Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox. But then you have way down the list, a guy like Isaiah McKenzie, who's undersized, but has really good hands and really great speed. I think he's the kind of guy that could make the difference. He could get that 120, 30, 40 yard catch that could change this game. The other name I want to throw at you is Dane Jackson. Mm -hmm. He is a guy who has come in when Tredavious White went down our superstar cornerback. And basically nothing has changed. Our defense is held up. There has been almost no drop-off since Tredavious White left. And when he got injured, I was very concerned. I thought that the defense was in big trouble. But Dane Jackson has really shored up that other cornerback position. I think he's a big guy to be watching. I think he could be a difference maker. 
I think if the Patriots are forced to throw the ball, I could see a guy like Dane Jackson coming up with a big interception. He's done it before in key plays, and I believe he could do it again in this game. Jake, this is a strange question, so just bear with me here a little bit. Who do Bills fans consider as their primary rival? I guess I got to say the Patriots, and the only reason being is just the amount that we've been beaten down and the fact that the Patriots are still good. Mm -hmm. I think that we, of course, don't like the Dolphins. We, of course, don't like the Jets, but neither of those teams have seen a lot of success in the last couple of decades. The Patriots, of course, have. And from what we've seen over the course of the year, and look, the Patriots have had any number of rivals, both in the division and outside the division over the last 10, 20 years or so. But what we've seen this year between these two teams, it feels like we could be on the cusp of a really good divisional rivalry that has a chance to last for more than just a couple of years here. We talk about the Belichick, uh, you know, McDermott, you know, back and forth. It, it was clear that, it meant something for the Bills to be able to get over that hump last year and win the division, even though the Patriots were going through a down year. The two games that they've played this year, bitterly contested games, games that certainly lend itself to the idea of a rivalry. And then we come to this one Saturday night, a wild card game. Again, this feels like a great jumping off point for a rivalry that could last for an extended period of time. No doubt about it. I think this is probably going to become one of the most significant rivalries in the NFL because although we thought the Patriots, as a Bills fan, we thought that they were going down the drain, they, of course, have resurrected themselves. They are still a good team. They are a team to be afraid of because they have a really good defense. Oh, wait, and they have Bill Belichick, (laughs) the greatest coach of all time. So, With those, you know the Patriots are going to be competitive every single year, barring terrible injuries. And I was just going to say, and now with the Bills, we know the Bills are on the up and up. We know the Bills are probably going to be good for quite some time. And with both of these teams being at that point, oh, you better believe this is going to be a crazy rivalry. It's And it's really interesting. I did a podcast earlier this week with Kyrie Thompson of Boston.com, and we, we kind of ran down a lot of the reasons why this is going to be a tough game for the Patriots. But then we also said, well, let, let's think of a couple of you know reasons to be optimistic. And the one thing that we kept coming back to was the fact that the Patriots have Bill Belichick and that Bill Belichick has been there a million times before and he knows what it takes to be able to take a team from here to here in the postseason maybe to get it to overachieve a little bit maybe to outcoach the guy on the other sideline so I think really the x factor for me in this one is again what I'm calling the Belichick effect what kind of impact is he going to have in this game what is he going to be able to do is there something he's seen before that maybe Sean McDermott or Josh Allen, or someone else on the other team has not become really truly familiar with. The other thing, too, that I think is really fascinating about Belichick coming into this game, this is the first road wild card game of his head coaching career, which is remarkable to me. Maybe he should be nervous about that. I highly doubt it, (laughs) but it is interesting. Yeah, I mean, look, they've been winning divisions for quite a few years 
that definitely makes things a little different. I think it can sometimes make a team or a coach a little more uncomfortable. They're not in their standard routine, which does change things, but it's certainly interesting to have this matchup. I didn't know if the Bills were going to end up against the Patriots. And as we know, there were a lot of different scenarios that could have gone down to determine who the Buffalo Bills were playing. They could have just as easily played the Chargers. Of course, Pittsburgh managed to make the playoffs. There's all these different teams out there, but of course, it ends up being the Buffalo Bills versus the New England Patriots. There is a reason this is a primetime matchup on Saturday night. It's because everyone knows this is an interesting game. It's probably going to be a close game, and it's going to be a hard-fought game and a well-coached game at that. Jake, last question for me. Is Brian Dayball the offensive coordinator of this team next season? I don't believe so. I think he will move on. And personally, I would be okay with that. I think he's he's had his ups and downs this season. And although it would be amazing to keep him around just for that consistency for the offense and specifically with Josh Allen, I think we have to be realistic. When a guy has a lot of success, he does tend to get an opportunity for a head coaching job. And I personally believe he he is due. I think he deserves an opportunity. And if that happens, it is going to be interesting to see how that shakes up the Buffalo Bills because something that they have had finally, which they did not have in the past, although the Patriots did, was coaching consistency. New England has managed to do so. But the Buffalo Bills have not had a lot of consistency, and they finally have found some success with this particular coaching staff. So that definitely throws a wrench in it. I'll ask you the same question about Leslie Frazier now that we're on the topic. Honestly, yeah, there's a good chance he could be moving on too. I think that there's less of a chance that Leslie Frazier moves on just because he's had head coaching opportunities He's also much further along his career. Mm -hmm. There is a legitimate likelihood that, or possibility that he may want to stay in Buffalo. He may actually be okay with being a coordinator. You know, he's done it before. He's done that dance. He's been a head coach, but it's certainly possible as well. He's done an unbelievable job with this Bills defense. And like I said previously, they lost their best player and it hasn't mattered at all. So you got to give credit to a guy like Leslie Frazier, who's really fought hard to keep this Buffalo Bills defense at the top. That, that for me, is really you know, one of the ultimate tests of a successful franchise. And that, in a lot of ways, is the price of success. When you, know, you are able to consistently make the postseason, you're going to get some coaching attrition. You're going to lose coordinators. You're going to lose assistants. And to be able to keep the whole thing moving forward, I think it's going to be interesting to see if Buffalo can continue to have the success if they lose, you know, Brian Dable, if they lose coaches, if, you know, the, 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 the turnover in the front office is also, you know, I don't want to say it's inevitable, but that comes along as well. It's going to be fascinating to see the growth and the evolution of this team moving forward. Jake, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you taking a, you know, a, a few minutes out of your day to do this today. Let people know where they can read you, where they can hear you, and, and where they can check out more of your stuff. For sure. You can check me out on Twitter at NFL. You can also check out any of the social media accounts for my podcast, Heard and 10. 
We got episodes every single week. If you're a Buffalo Bills fan or you're just an AFC East fan or an NFL fan and you want to hear some fun takes from Buffalo Bills fans, please check my show out. We're on everywhere, YouTube, Spotify, etc. So thank you so much, Chris, for having me on. It's always great to talk, and it's exciting that we got 3.0 here. We got another great matchup, and this time it's for all the marbles. I love this too, and, and I hope it's going to be – we're joking before we started the podcast. I hope this game is going to be more – You know, talking about trilogies. This is going to be more Return of the Jedi than Godfather 3, hopefully. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll have to see. It's going to be an interesting ending – to a, a great rivalry, but uh, look, the rivalry will not end this season. I believe it will be continuing on into next season, regardless of what happens on Saturday night. I love it. Sounds great, Jake. Take care, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.